It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Take your Bibles, please, once again, turn to the book of Romans, chapter number 7, and we're going to begin reading again in verse number 7. We're dealing with this third question that is asked. The first two questions in chapter 6, we're dealing with those looking to turn the grace of God into a license to sin. The second question, or I'm sorry, the third question seems to be more Paul addressing the matter of legalism or those wanting to keep the law or thinking they had to keep the law in order to be saved or in order to make themselves holy before God. Understand it's God that makes us holy, not ourselves in our own power. So he begins to address this question in verse number seven. Here's the question. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, Sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which I, or I'm sorry, and the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. We said yesterday, we've got to keep in mind the purpose of the law. And the first purpose of it is simply that the law was designed to reveal our sin before a holy God. And then Paul gives a personal example. Paul, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, according to his own testimony, testimony, I believe in uh, Galatians, maybe it is, he says, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. All these things he had done externally, but his problem came when he hit this commandment, which was not an external commandment, but rather something on the inside that dealt with his thought life that dealt with his internal desires. And he says, but sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. Now what is concupiscence? It's simply a longing for the forbidden. In other words, the law said, thou shalt not. And so on the outside, he didn't. But on the inside, he desired what he wasn't allowed to be doing. Funny thing is, I call it funny, the ironic thing is, maybe I should say, is that we all have this same exact problem. And it can be proven so quickly as well. You've heard this story, I'm sure, a million times, but or this example, but just go paint a bench in a park, stick a sticker on it or a sign on it that says, don't touch, wet paint, and then watch how many people go touch it. And the ones that don't touch it, I promise you they want to touch it just to see if it's dry yet. You see, that's the sin nature on the inside of us. So not only was the law designed 
to reveal our sin, but I want you to understand that the law, and this maybe is not the best word to use, but in trying to use my own wording, the law aggravates our natural tendencies. Wearsby says it this way, the law arouses our sin. We have a sin nature that nature, when faced with a law, wants to break it. That's our sin nature. That's the law of sin in our members, and we're going to read more about that in the end of chapter 7. When somebody tells me don't do that, I kind of want to do it to see why they said don't do it. Most people do. It's something in our nature. It's a problem in our nature. He goes on to say, He was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Until I knew the law, I didn't have any understanding of my own wickedness. That's why God gave us a law. You know how many people there are in the world today that think they are good that think they are a good person. And by my standards, by other standards, we might agree. I mean, no, they're not going out there and killing people. They're probably not a thief. They're just a good old country fellow that would probably take the shirt off his back to help you if he needed to. We say, wow, that's a great guy. What a good guy. I'd like to be just like him. The problem is we all have the same root of sin on the inside of our heart. And we cannot see it, so God has to expose it. Because with that root of sin in my heart, a holy God cannot let me get by without having judged the sin. And if my sin nature is judged, then I am under the death penalty for it. God in his love doesn't want me to be blindsided. Rather, he gave a law to expose my problem, or rather, his problem with me, which he has every right to have a problem with because he laid the law. Sin has always been sin. Before there was a law for it, there are things that they're just as morally wrong as has ever been. And I gave this example, I think, several weeks back. But the issue of slavery that we hear referenced so much anymore there was a time in our history as the United States, it was not against the law. But I can tell you that it was always morally wrong. Regardless of what the law said, it was always wrong. Legally, a person could own slaves and basically treat them however he wanted to, and there was no legal repercussions for it. But I promise you, one day they will give an account before God. They would say, there's no law. It doesn't matter. I can do whatever I'm doing because there's no law against it. Don't tell me what to do. Problem is, there was a big moral issue with that. God created all men equal. Regardless of race or color, it doesn't matter. We're equal. We all have the same sin nature. My point is that whether there was a law there or not, the sin has always existed. 
And in our lives, without a law being spelled out saying that is wrong, before God, sin has always been sin, will always be sin. And God wanted us to know what was sin so that we can see how awful we are before him so that we can get to the place where we can receive help. If a man's out lost in the Amazon but doesn't know he's lost, he's not going to be looking for any help. We would say that guy's going to have to get lost before he can be found because he doesn't have a clue he's lost. It's just like the the typical um, stereotype dad that won't use a map and just goes, we're not lost, we're just taking the long shortcut, you know, the long way around. Um, you know, just give me a couple turns, I'll figure it out, you know. Well, until he's willing to say, okay, I'm lost, and he references a map, he's never going to get to where he needs to be, most likely. For the sinner, it's always that way. Until we can see that we are lost before God, we can't get any help. Try to live as good as you want. Great. That's wonderful. But it's not enough. We all fall short of the righteousness required by God. That's why he gave a law. So here's these legalizers trying to bring everybody back under this judge or not judgment this uh yoke of the law and Paul's saying no no you, you are misunderstanding the purpose of the law you bring us back under the law but you're going to have to understand righteousness never has come and never could come by the law because the law only exposes my sin and then aggravates this nature inside of me or arouses it because now that I've been faced with the command and now that I understand that's off limits and now I'm going to try to actually not do that, now we got a problem because the harder I try not to, normally I end up doing it. We'll find that later on in the chapter. It aroused the sin in his life. It says, sin revived and I died. I now knew it was wrong, so I decided I'm not going to do it but yet, I ended up doing it because I was trusting in the flesh, and now I'm under the death penalty because of the law. You see, the penalty under the law for sin has always been death. For the wages of sin is death. That's what the Bible says. Chapter 6, verse 23. We've just finished up that part. The wages of sin is death. So now the law comes, shows me what's right, what's holy, what's just before God. I say, okay, I need to live up to that. I try, I fail. Now I've sinned. The wages of sin is death. Now all I have to look forward to under God's legal system is death. I will be judged for my sin. So this law that was holy... Sin took advantage of to destroy me. That's how it worked. The commandment was ordained to life. It is life to be able to live up to the standards of the law. The problem is we as flesh, as carnal men, cannot live up to the standards of the law. So we need to understand that the law is not wicked it is simply doing its job. Verse number 11, he says, For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. 
Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. You see, God wanted us to see how just how wicked we were before him. Just how wicked we are before a thrice holy God. If we had never been given a law, we would never see that we need God. If we were never shown what is right, we wouldn't even know how to live right. Now we've been shown what is right, we try to live right and find out we can't live up to it because the answer is not in the law. The law can only show us or reveal to us our sin. It's, as Galatians says, a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So the law is good. What's the problem then? Verse number 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. That's a man that is not saved yet because we're sold under sin. Christ has bought us. I'm not in bondage to sin any longer. I still have the capability, but I'm not in bondage to sin now because of the grace of God. But he's trying to stress a point here. The law is spiritual. The law is good. The problem is me because I am not spiritual unless God makes me spiritual. I am not spiritual Rather, I'm carnal and I'm sold under sin. And so while the law itself is good, there's a law of sin that we're going to find in our members that when we would do good, we can't because evil is present with us. Now at this point, we're going to begin looking at two different natures that still reside in us. And the key to being able to live the victorious Christian life is going to be found in the comparison of both of these natures. Please tune in again tomorrow, same time, same place. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.